We're discussing the fact that he went down to find himself a wife from the Pishter. We saw that even though this is something which the Khair should be also, either because it wasn't a proper Gairus, even if it was a proper Gairus, but nevertheless, there's an Isser to marry the uh, Sheva Amamin even after they convert. But nevertheless, we saw that in this case, Hashem sanctioned it as the fact that it says that Hashem, uh, his father and mother didn't know that it's from Hashem, Fimei Hashem. Besides that, we saw that on the way there, Shimshon confronts the lion and he's given the correct the strength that he had and he tears the lion to part. So that's what we're holding by. And now we're holding by Pasuk Ches. So he went gone down the first time to make some kind of a Kiddushin, which like we saw, even though the Sophic is allowed to marry her, but the way he wanted to get married is obviously the way the Torah, the Torah sets down the procedure of a marriage. At first there would be a, 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 an engagement, a condition, obviously came back to marry And that's what the Apostle is talking about in Apostle Christ. By Yosho, Shimshon returns at the later stage, Miyomi means some time later, in order to marry her. By Liras, And so on his way there, he turns to see the place where he confronted the lion, to see what's left of the lion that uh, it killed. Adas uh, a swarm of bees had made a nest in the body of the dead lion. Udvash, they had in the hive they had already uh, produced honey. By your so with his hands he takes some of the honeycomb. And he went as walking he ate the honey. And he went to his parents, Why weren't they with him? Because we saw previously, this was by a vineyard. And therefore his parents could go through the vineyard to get to the city. He has an idea to go around the vineyard. And therefore the first time he went around the vineyard was when he met the lion. The second time when he goes around the vineyard, he finds the carcass of the lion with this beehive inside. He takes honey, he eats it. He gives his parents as well. Because he took the honey from the dead body of the lion. And now the question is, what is the significance of the story? What's the difference? He took the honey, ate the honey, gave it to his parents, he didn't tell them, I might not come in. It's going to be being a little corpse. Okay, the Now the question is, so what's the halakha first of the honey? What's the halakha of this honey? It sounds pretty gross, doesn't it? So, so then the question is like this. There's two questions to ask. The first one is, what happened the cashless of the honey? And the second one is regarding the tumor or tyro status of the honey. And they're both going to be important to the continuation of the story. So the first question is, what's the halakhic status of the honey which was uh, created inside the carcass of a lion? So normally the halakha is that even though a lion is not a kosher animal, so its, uh, it's, its meat or its body would be awesome ta- to eat off the serum. Um, now, what about something which has been uh, made inside of it? So, in the, in the halakhas of kashrus, so normally the only way that something can assess something else um, is either through heat, which is, uh, we call this in time, it gives a flavor, or it gives uh, some of its uh, mamashas, which means some of the actual isis to something else, or what the Gemara says, kavush, which means something which is pickled or kept in a long time inside. Uh, a different tummy uh, or other thing will take the, the flavor of, of the isser as well. Over here we're talking about a dead lion, so obviously it wasn't something which was hot. And if that's the case, there wouldn't be a transfer 
of time through heat. So they, therefore, as far as that goes, the honey wouldn't be awesome. So wasn't it in the bone? The, it was in the, in, inside the body of the deadline. So this was in the Gvir, sorry. So now, that's amazing. That's the first point. Now the second point is, what about the din of Kavosh? Now it's had a bin had been there for a long time. Does that mean that it's now considered that it's pickled or salted in such a in such a such a way, and then it's going to be asr as well? So not, we find in the sheet of many Rishonim that Kavosh only applies to something which is liquid. You can't Kavosh solid. And if that's the case, since honey in its uh, form inside the beer, it's a question that's called a liquid or a solid. You'll remember that there's a discussion of the seven liquids which are considered mashkin, if honey is one of them or not. But either way around, over here, when it will be inside the honeycomb, which will be attached to the body of the lion, and therefore, halakhically, there wasn't an isr in eating the honey. Right, that's right. And that's where you're like to sell. I'm sorry? That's where you're going to sell. In what case? Because we have to have a liquid. The dash is a liquid. It's a liquid. It's still in the honeycomb, so it's not touching the body of the lion. It is the honeycomb. The honeycomb is a cell. The second question is, what about the din of Tumavitari? And this is a more question, because the body of a dumb kosher animal, which is dead, is in the veda. Now, what's the din of in the veda? What's the tamim in the What touches of his tamim as well? If that's the case, if, if in this context, honey would be something which is a liquid and become a kabul tumah, which would touch the body of the lion, so this could be something tamim as well. Now, why is, this, why is this of significance to us? Why is, because you'll remember at the very beginning of the parasha, we saw an interesting thing. The Malach told Shemesh's mother two things. It has to be Nizar of the Tinim of Benazir not to eat wine or drink wine or anything from the grapevine. And also Valtoichni called Tomei. Don't eat anything which is Tomei. And we asked at the time that the regular din of Nizirus uh, doesn't include a person eating something Tomei. The only Tomei that a Nazir is not allowed to become is Tomei Mes. Uh, the Torah doesn't say anything about other kinds of Tomei. And that's the case, we saw a specific rule by Shemeshon that he wasn't allowed to eat something Tomei. And we spoke about it then, why it was connected to the Chaita. Well, I don't really want to go into the whole discussion again. But if that's the case, Shemeshon eating the honey, which had, which had been, so to speak, produced inside the body of a Nevela, would the Chari be Tomei Tomei? Was Tomei the Magh of the Nevela? And that's the case, the question is why Shemeshon was allowed to eat this. Touching the, the body anyway. Yeah. So, baby's right, we have to go into the Emek of Taris over here. And there's a discussion in the Mishnah Taris exactly what stage honey becomes so much as a couple of which means that what stage we see it as a food. And uh, when a person crushes the honeycomb in order to take out the honey, so that's when it becomes tummy. And now the shows when did that happen? If in order to take out the honey, he had broken the comb inside the line, so it becomes tummy, the manga. If he took the whole comb out, so to speak, and he only ate the honey afterwards, so then it wouldn't be Tommy, because he took out not just the honey itself, he took out the comb as well, which is the mashmas of the Pasuk. The Pasuk's uh, Dashin is by Yerdehu. Or Kapov, being right, the Chalus Tvash, in the Mishnah and Shabbos, means taking out the whole comb. In the times of the Mishnah, where it's at Mendoza, they had certain frames, which the bees built their combs on, and that's the case, so they used to take out the whole thing, and only crush it outside. And that's what he did here also, which means he took the whole comb out, and then afterwards he broke it to eat the honey, and wouldn't give him a kabul tumma, which is exactly the shit that we said on the Mishnah. That's touching the comb, though, isn't it impossible to... The comb is not. The comb isn't food. The honey inside, the inside is a little hole. So oh, hold, the hold inside. is not a No, it's not considered a food. Uh, but that, that's the notion of Rudia. What's the problem? I'm sorry, what, what's...
question the police came there is therefore it could be that the, the Navi is being redacted in telling us how he got the honey in a way to avoid the tumma. Um, that's the one, one that's one mahalach. The other mahalach is that it was actually tamay already and then he did something wrong by eating it. And what was the significance of this? So the Gemara says inside of the Fidalif, the Gemara says it's talking about the latest story of the Shimshan, but the Dashan of the Gemara there is Shimshan either the Dava Tame, the Fikhachi Khidomi Dava Tame. It's talking about the latest story, but basically it means that Shimshan wanted something which is Tame, and therefore Minashimaim they caused him to eat something which is Tame. It's talking about a story later on when he was thirsty, he had nothing to drink, and Akash Baruch makes water come out of the bone, jawbone of a donkey, which is a Dava Tame. Why, why was he the nace, which normally water doesn't come from the jaw of a donkey? Why did it come through a dove or a tome? And it was a sign to Shimshon that there was something somewhat wrong about what he did. He was even the dove or tome. He wanted to connect to something tome, and that's why Hashim saved him through, it was through a dove or tome. It's like Gemara insight. Now, what does it mean? Why, why did Shimshon want to choose a dove or tome? And uh, why was this the, the, here also a lesson to teach him something? So the answer is, he wanted to marry a fishy lady. She's a Dava Tame. In other words, even if it was Nea Hashem, if that's the case, what did Shimshon do wrong? The answer is that when Shimshon discusses her, you know, let's go back to the story, and now we'll go back to Yadzirak, which we didn't talk about last time. The first time when Shimshon talks about uh, wanting to marry a lady from the fish in the classic place, it says he went and he told his father and his mother, and he says, Isha Isi Bifti both I saw a Christian lady, please take it for me as a wife. Then when he repeats the, the impossible gimel, so it says, She finds favor in my eyes, I want her. This was an added point, he didn't say the first time. The first time he just said, um, I saw a lady by the Christian, please take it for me as a wife. The second time he gives a reason why he wants her. Why? Because I like her. Or she's Yeshara Ba'inai. And Rabbi here, Chazal find fault with him. And that is, if, that, if Shimshon was going to do this because that's what he understood Hashem wanted him to do, then if that's the case, there shouldn't have been any personal Nagiri involved. He's doing something which is a mitzvah in and is not involving his personal likes or dislikes in the matter, which was the way he spoke of the first time. Trying to convince his parents were opposing his decision. Right, but nevertheless, the Chazal said that it was a mistake. So if Kiro said that something he wanted and blame it on, so to speak, on his wants or his preferences was being misavid adava tame. They're saying he wants something which is also, and therefore, even though it was not also because Hashem wanted him to do it, but the fact that he wanted to do something also, even with divine sanction, the fact that he wanted to do it means that later when Hashem has to save him. So then, it's going, even though the Mesa, the Mesa had to happen, which is the Pekah Nefesh, Hashem brings it about through adava tame too. And that's the same you said over here. When it comes to the honey in the, in the lion, the master, the idea was to show him the same thing. And that is, you're going to do something which is water, but it's not, but if you go, but if it's going to be the tour of a dove atomic, it's going to be like cloaked in something which looks like a dove atomic, so be careful that you don't get sorry, affected by the dove atomic which you're going to be involved in. Now, remember this, because it's going to be important for the next story which comes back to the line in the sun. And therefore, the, the message of this was meant to show Shemeshan, the first time when he killed the lion, was meant to show him, this is my Hashem. If a person is going to do the Varavera, he won't get supernatural strength to, to save him. That's my Hashem. But the second time he's being warned, and that it might be my Hashem, but it's cloaked in the Dovah And if that's the case, be careful not to get, so to speak, 
affected by the Davatame because that's going to ruin the Shema of what one's doing. Which is and always the case. This works even according to the first shot that the honey was Takanatame. Right. In other words, because it was close to the Tame. And uh, that, that was, that's the principle which you're going to see um, a number of times Chazal talk about this. Chazal talk about the concept of God of Erelishma. Which means sometimes there's a sanction in the Torah or from the word to do an Avera. Sometimes there's a, there's a reason why, for every reason, it's not for a person to do an Avera, but it has to be Lishma. Which means once the, as soon as the Avera gets cloaked in something which a person wants as well, then it becomes an Avera. Because then it's no longer focused completely on the Lishma Shabbat, and there's a certain element involved of uh, self interest, and that's not Mutzah. And the example that uh, Gemara gives of this is, we saw previously in Shatim, the story of Yael. Yael wants to seduce Sisra in order to conquer him. So she does Naveri with him. And what was the head to do Naveri? She's an Eshish. So that the Gemara says, God Naveri Dishma. Asks the Gemara, it could be God Naveri Dishma, that she did it to Shem Shemayim, but the Hakam is Hanya Meaveru. At the end of the day, she enjoyed the Naveri. And if that's the case, if a person would enjoy Naveri, then there's no Cheshman of Naveri Dishma anymore. There's no cheshmer of Eredishma, because now, now it's not just done in Shem Shemayim. Now it's also done because the person has some self-gratification or self, some self-interest in it. And therefore the Gemara is the answer there that there was no hana. It was cultivated in Shem Shemayim, it's not a hana in Shem Shemayim. So she got no hana. If there was no hana, she didn't get anything. She had no reason why she would have wanted it, or any physical reason of her own. But if that's the case, then it's only Nishma. And then it's only Bashem He's going to the Nadeira, Nishma. But then it has to be Nishma. And Baraka is not Lishma anymore. Baraka is not Lishma anymore. Then it loses its, uh, uh, its status as being something which is sanctioned by Hashem. And now it becomes a regular there. So, what should he have done? Marry somebody else? It's an idea. If already I'm having to do an Avera, I may as well enjoy it. Well enjoy That's it. the problem. That makes it, that makes it an Avera. If a person is to do uh, an, uh, some kind of Avera, Hashem Shemayim, whatever the reason might be, so it's better he doesn't enjoy it. Because that takes away from the Lishma Chelik of the Avera. Now, the, the MS is there is a discussion in the post game on a much more practical level of this. And that is, let's say a person is, is sick for whatever reason, and he has to eat on the Mkippur, or he has to eat non kosher food. Is there a better to eat food he doesn't like? Is there a man in eating something he doesn't enjoy because it makes it more wrong? I hate it, I don't like it at all, but I have to eat, I'll eat something I don't really like. Or because once he likes the food, then do we say that maybe he's being mishanah from another area? Now, it's interesting that the Rishonah Marie discussed this point. Uh, it's a very famous rivet, which is often brought in, in Muslim settings, not in Halakha settings, but the rivet is talking in the Sugya, and he says a person should eat the food they like, even though it's an Avera. He says because something a person doesn't like, his body doesn't digest. And if that's the case, he's not going to get the benefit of the food properly. And it's, a, it's an interesting thing to think about, but it's such a side. And therefore, even though normally that would be the case, and that is that if a person could be, is doing something which is an Avera, he should do it with Atana. But over here, since the point of eating, when a person is a is he needs nutrients, he needs the food to work. And if it's like the rabbit's side, is that if a person doesn't enjoy what he's eating, it's not, it's not going to get absorbed by the body. But it internally rejects it as well, so there's, there's no point in it. A big chiddush. But there, well, one thing we will say, and it's the Chavetz Chaim already wrote, is if a person for whatever reason has to eat a dover also. But the Chavetz Chaim was talking about soldiers in the Russian army. And uh, there were conscripts in the army, and they were given dry food. What's a soldier meant to do? He's, a, he's on the front somewhere. He doesn't have access to any other food. So he's not going to eat trade food. What's he going to eat? So the Chavetz Chaim said, I understand it. Most people go off nefesh. You have no option but to eat the food. He said, at least don't make it more tasty. Don't spice it, don't add it. So don't, don't try and enjoy it more. 
Lick the bones. And he said, there's another example. Like, he said, you have to eat the meat. He said, don't lick the bones. In other words, don't enjoy it. It's, uh, at least, uh, if a person has to do an avera for whatever reason, it should be in the Torah with his less on that. That's the same thing about Shemshon. Shemshon was sanctioned for whatever reason. Hashemayim, he spoke about Shemshon's mission. He was sanctioned to do averas. The problem is to do an avera which you enjoy. Because once it becomes something the person enjoys, or is misavit to the Dovah Tomit, then it affects him. Then he gets affected by the Dovah Tomit. Okay, so that's the symbolism of the lion and the honey. The honey is mozza, but it's cooked in a, in a dead body of a lion. Okay. Why didn't he tell us here? If the, if the case was that it was very atomic, like I said before, he didn't tell us anything. Which means either something wrong by eating someone which was atomic, he didn't tell them either. So they wouldn't have eaten it. If it, it was the reason it was, because it wasn't atomic, but he, like we saw previously, he didn't tell him about the nest. Why didn't he tell him about it? He didn't tell him about the nest beforehand, that he killed the lion. So he didn't tell him now either. Uh, that's the story of the line. Now, his father came down with him to where this lady was. Shemshin makes uh, the Mishnah, the party, because that's what the, that was the Minag of the Bakhurim, which we see in the Gemara. And that is that, unlike today, in the time of the Mishnah, in the time of the, the Nach, in the time of the, the Nevim, it was the Chasm who made the Sur, not the Kaaba. Right. And the Gemara says, the says that it is the man's job to make the Suda. And yes, also it says that it was the man whose job was to make the Suda. Not only that, that's why his father came. If I remember his master of Sudas, the Gemara says that um, if normally if, uh, if somebody would die just before the Chuppah, so and after the Shiv, we have to reschedule it. But if it's Aviv Shal Chasan, if it's the father of the Chasan that dies, then we do the Chopa even though he died. Why? Because Ain Mi Shunat Asis. There's nobody else who's going to make the Siddha for his son. And as it's the father of the Chasan, the Be'atim was the one who was organizing the Siddha. If you see in the Possibility, that's why his father comes, the Kharla, the Possibility. His mother came last time, she was the Kharla of come too. But it's against the father because he was the one who made the Siddha. That was the Chasan's job to make the Siddha, to make the Mishnah. So what happened? How did it change? So now, but here, here, I And now, so when the Plishti family that see him, what does it mean they see him? They see that he made a whole soda. So they took 30 people to be his friends. Now, what's the significance of this? So this was uh, something which, we see, again, we see in the Mishnah. The din of Shashvinah. means the friends of the Chassi. Which means that when a person makes a simcha, he wants people to participate in the simcha. And therefore, at some kind, the Gemara says in Pavashas, is a chiyuf, which means that if a person is chosen as one of the friends of the Chosen, and he's meant to come and enjoy and help the Sameach the Matzah and celebrate with the Chosen, not only that, he's meant to be part of the food as well. Remember, as I said before, the Chosen was making the Surah. That's a big undertaking. So if all the friends help bring something, someone brings the Kugel, someone brings the salad, someone brings the Salah, that makes the Surah. So we met as an Shashvinin, and that after Shashvinin is Chosen, which means that's a Chosen. So if he gets married, then you have to repay the favor. So now, Shemshon came by himself with his father, and therefore when the Plishti family see him, they take 30 people, obviously, of theirs, Plishtim, to be Meirem, to be his friends. But you eat today, we're going to spend the Shemshon with him. And now the obvious question is, um, and the question I'm asking, if Shemshon is already setting everything up, why does he bring his friends? Why does he rely on the, the Plishti family to find some local... The Plishti guys hanging around to, to join the Simchas of Chassim. Why Shemshin brings on people? So this is very important. And it's the same as I said before. Shemshin doesn't want to involve other Jews. 
he didn't want it to be a Jewish thing, he didn't want to involve other people who could share the blame of what he's going to do, and therefore I don't have If he's going to go, he's going to go by himself. And rather than having his friends at his wedding, he'll take the local Christian as his kid or his friends, let them live on to dance and make a sefer, he doesn't want the other Jews involved. So, so they probably they, ostracized him the Jews know. This is a... Uh, we're going to see that uh, it wasn't just for the wedding, it was for the whole Shemib Rachas. And one of the Makaris is interesting. When the, when, what's the, what's the Makar for Shemib Rachas? Somebody is trying to point to the next Pasuk, that there's a Musuk of Shemib Rachas. The Pasuk says, Vayemenem Shemshan. So Shemshan says, I'm going to make you a riddle. If you told me the answer to my riddle during the Shemib Rachas, so you see here there's a Musuk of Shemib Rachas. Shemib one of the Makaris in the Torah for it, in the Halakha, is from here. So that's, again, Shemshan ran this wedding like a Jewish wedding. It wasn't just the wedding, he made Shabbat Rachas for it. Anyway, so he says, if you, during the Shabbat Rachas, he told me the answer to my riddle, and what's asked me, find what I mean, then I said to him, Shleishim Sadinim, or Shleishim Khalifas Begodim. I'll give you 30 Sadinim, is like a kind of a clock, Shleishim Khalifas Begodim, 30 changes of clothing, that was considered valuable. Now, why 30? Because he's talking to his 30 friends, so to speak. You know, the guys who were chosen to to, to celebrate from his side. This is the, the Khazan side, these 30 people. The Simpson said, oh, you know, I'll give you something to a, a riddle, and if you get it right, I'll, I'll pay you all off. I'll give you all 30 things of, uh, you know, each of you will get a whole set of clothing. But in loads of clothing that I give you, but if you know, you can't tell me the answer, and the side to my term, it'll be the other way around. Each one of you is going to give me a full set of clothing. Tell us a riddle and let's listen to it. In other words, the Maestro Shimshon is taking the much greater risk over here. Because if they, there's 30 of them and one of him, but if they find the answers, then he's going to be into a 30 sets of clothing. He doesn't offer just the winner. He says, if one of you finds the answer, I'm going to give all of you instead of clothing. If they don't manage to get it, so each of them is only liable to pay one set of clothing. So as far as the odds go, Shimshon is giving in very generous terms. He's not offering just to pay the winner. Well, if any one of you find it, I'll give all of you. And if you don't find it, all of you just give me one. Okay? So that's, uh, so Shemishan sets the terms, Kira, that was in the advantage, so they wanted to, they wanted to go along with it. That was the riddle of the Nishmarena. Okay, so we're going to discuss tonight what the riddle was. Obviously, there's two very big questions on it, which we'll discuss we'll the next year about. So what's the riddle? He says, then he says what, what, what do I mean? Meha oichel, from the one who eats, yatsamachel, comes forth a food. Umeaz, and from something which is strong, Yatsamata, comes something which is sweet. And our three days already, they couldn't think of an answer to what the riddle means. In other the riddle was from something which eats, comes out food, and from something which is strong, comes something which is sweet. Now, we know because we know the background to the story. And we know that Shimson is referring to what happened in this, that same day. And that is, he finds the honey in the carcass of the lion. And therefore, from the oichel, the, the one who eats is the lion, which is normally a predator, Yatsamachal. Now it comes out food because he found honey which he could eat inside the lion. And the lion is as something which is strong, powerful. Yatsamachal, they come, come out something which is sweet. So therefore. Why Shim- do you say people? Why do you say as? As is like a nomad, You're right. That's, uh, that's a good question. But, before, no? but uh, there's two more, more important questions I want to ask. And that is, this is, Simpson was aware of an incident. So he's thinking with his mind about the story, how in the world did anyone get that? Right, and number, number one, it's, it's no logic to it. It's just what happened. And number one. And number two, what's a bigger question is, the riddle's not accurate. 
It's not yatsa from the other thing. It happened, it was not that the, the lion produced the food. It's incidental. The, the bees made the honey in the lion bar. The bees made the honey in a hollow tree. It's not from the oichel yatsa machel. It didn't come from that. So I think it's not from the az yatsa matzah. It, it happened to use the body of the lion to produce the honey inside it. So why, even if he's going to explain the nature what the riddle is, like what was the... It's not accurate. There's no what exactly what happened, which we have to explain also. And the last point is, what is the point of this riddle? Okay, we know that Shemesh is looking for a reason to start a fight. That we understand. But nevertheless, why do it in the way of this, this unusual riddle? Okay, so that was what you have to think about for three days.